Podcast that rewatches, reviews, and recruits and humans into the evil secret warriors for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this episode we are covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 18, The Singularity. Original air date, April 26, 2016. Alright, and to give you the uh, synopsis of the episode, here's um, some text we copy-pasted from IMDb. The S.H.I.E.L.D. team is left reeling and decimated as Hive continues to sway Inhumans to his side. But there is a sliver of hope as Agent Fitz and Simmons follow a lead that may be able to stop the maniacal Inhuman once and for all. Mwahahaha! Maniacal laughter! I am a fan of the word maniacal. Like, yeah. that, that's something we should use more often. Yeah. It's maniacal and miscreant. I like both those words we should use more often. Yeah, that's... That's true. I, I probably would like miscreant if I heard it more. Just just off the cuff right there. Like, eh, I could take it or leave it, but okay. Yeah, yeah no. Um, that's something me and my wife call each other. It's like, she's a miscreant if she does something wrong. All <laughs> right, <jokingly>. well. <laughs> let's, I guess we'll we'll leave your pillow talk and let's uh, let's jump into this episode. So Okay. <laughs> We kick things off. Blah, blah, blah. We kick things off right after the events of last week's episode. Shield is still reeling from Daisy leaving and breaking a ton of stuff on her way out. A lot of people are hurt, and equipment is being repaired. <laughs> a handful of conversations happen. Uh, May says Daisy is not evil because no one was killed. Fitzsimmons explain how Hive's mind control power works, and also say they don't want their relationship to mess with their work. The team decides to go after Holden Ratcliffe. Uh, May is able to get everyone out of the playground by doing some cool maneuver. So, yeah, this, this beginning is really just a smorgasbord of a little thing setting up the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so um, the first thing I notice is um, the power is knocked out and it needs a quick reboot, so Lincoln shocks it. Not sure that it would work. Yeah, I, I, I question that too. Like, like, I feel like they could just turn it off and, and back on, like, in a manual mm-hmm. way. I, I feel like what he did has the potential to break it, because it wasn't designed for that. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, unless it's designed to take, like, jumper cables, which I think would be a really weird way to power up your... <laughs> your generate from weapons. inside a lab. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it was outside, I guess it could make sense, but... Although it was built... car in there. It was built in the 40s. Things were weird back then. That's true, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I kind of like how uh, Fitzsimmons explained how um, Hive's powers work. Although we, we did completely talk about this last week, uh, where they say that he basically gives the Inhumans a ton of drugs, so they feel great mm-hmm. and are happy to help, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He also makes them immune to icers, which convenient. Yeah, <laughs> has nothing to do I with guess... a drug, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess for the time being, I'm going to ignore the uh, 
the listening for the sound difference between the icer and a, a real gun. Although they're probably going to use icers a lot. And oh no, it doesn't work. Oh no, Fitz told us this a while ago. Oh no, we're going to ignore it anyway. And then death of red shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Stupid red shirts. So are they? And I guess I don't remember this at all. Oh no, never mind. I know the answer to this. I was about to ask: Are they capable of being shot to death? Because if they have, you know, hives' powers of, you know, no icers, do they also have hives' powers of bulletproofness? But no, I, I know the answer to this because of uh, not Medusa guy who died last week. Yes, although that's not bullets. To be fair, but also this episode, um, multiple girl, her clones died. That's true. I don't, I don't know if hive power would extend to multiple girl. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure how her powers work. That's true. On the bright side, it doesn't matter. So <laughs> we don't yeah. have to spend 20 minutes discussing that. <laughs> true. True. Um, should we talk about Doctor Radcliffe now, or when we actually see him? Uh, let's talk about him now. We get a we get a brief intro to him here. Okay, so let's do it. Here. Um, he well, they talk. He's a transhumanist, which is like something I find terrifying and fascinating when I learn about transhumanists in real life. <laughs> it's just like I'm like morbidly curious about people who do that to themselves. Um, but he's also a comic book character. He was in Machine Teen number one, that seminal classic, in July of two thousand five, and he, <laughs> we'll he creates he creates said Machine Teen. Oh, so this is like a Doctor Frankenstein sort of situation. Yes, yeah, he he's a bad guy, and Machine Teen like disobeys him and goes on the run. I guess that's why I could glean from the wiki. Machine oh. Teen is not a comic I am familiar with. <laughs> That's that's fair. So I did not look up what real transhumanists do. Like a, a, a part of me was like, it, oh, it makes sense that this is a thing that exists. But mm -hmm. it also just felt like something that was kind of sort of made up for this episode, which I mean, the stuff that they have in the show, yeah, I'm sure is made up. Made um, but what in real life, what are people doing? Is this like the only thing I can think of is I've heard of people who put like NFC chips in their arms so that way they always have that chip to like get into their house or something yeah that is that's one aspect of it that's like the very light version of it but there are people who are um experimenting on the, their own dna to like um supposedly alter their own dna to improve their abilities there are people who get elective um uh amputations and i can't think of the other word um like fake arms or fake legs. Um, technically, um, did you ever see the the guys? The nickname of the guy is the Blade Runner, down in like New Zealand. He was um. He tried to get into the Olympics about like four or eight years ago, where he has two amputated legs. He didn't um he didn't electively get get them, but his legs are amputated. But he has these like ski legs. Instead of feet, which make him run a lot faster. Wait, there, oh, there, there was a guy who did get into the Olympics with this. Yeah, I think uh, I think he was in the Olympics. Okay, yeah. So if if this is the guy, I I can't remember his name either. So this is the guy who was in the actual Olympics mm -hmm. and won a medal in a team event, but did not win 
a medal in the solo events. But then, after the Olympics ended, he was then in the Special Olympics because he has a disability, and yeah, he like won a bunch of things there. Yeah, yeah, he kind of double dipped right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but like uh, doing stuff to your body to make it better. Okay. So yeah, that's um, years ago. I read a book called Amped, which got me interested about this. It's like a near future sci-fi book where um. People are using like cyborg technology to improve themselves. I thought, and I just got real interested if that was real, and looked up to it. And you know, I hate body horror and stuff like that. So it's like it really kind of disturbs me, but kind of fascinates me. So it's weird. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, like you know, I keep hearing about things like, oh, what if you can get better eyes? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds cool, but. I really just don't want to go into any kind of surgery. Like, I'll yeah. stick to my boring eyes, I guess. Right? I, I, I have glasses. I probably need la- – or I've been considering getting laser surgery, but I also don't want to get surgery. So I'm just wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of my coworkers had LASIK done years ago. He was describing mm-hmm. the process to me. It's like, that sounds like – Something I just don't want to go through. I yeah, will okay. eventually just wear the glasses that I get. Yep. Yeah. Sounds like a horror story. Mm-hmm. Especially there's like two different ways to do LASIK. And one sounds terrible. The other sounds worse. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder which one was described to me. <laughs> one, one is a... I don't even want to talk about this. Oh. They cut open your cornea and slice off a part of your lens. Uh-huh. Which sounds terrible. Yes. Um, it takes like a week or something to heal enough that you can wear without the special safety glasses. Okay. okay. The other one is like they shoot lasers at your eyes and then you got like go randomly blind for the next couple of weeks as it heals. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I have these friends we were talking about a couple of weeks ago where the husband got one done with the cutting the cornea. The other one got... <laughs> The wife got um the laser actual surgery. And she was like, yeah, it takes like six weeks to heal. It burns. You can't touch your eyes. I Sometimes I'd wake up and I'd be able to see fine. Other times I'd wake up and throughout the day, my vision will fade. <laughs> oh. And then after two weeks, they gave her the thumbs up to drive. She wouldn't drive because she kept losing her vision. <laughs> okay. So our sponsor this week isn't laser surgery, is it? Uh, let me scroll down in my notes. <laughs> oh, God. No, it is okay, not good. laser surgery. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, I mean, you know, just as a preface, there, lasers aren't bad. I'm just, just throwing that no. out there. Lasers can do no. good things. Yeah. And laser surgery is great technology. It just also true. sounds terrifying when described. Yeah, but anytime you're cutting a person up for whatever reason as described yeah it sounds scary yeah, terrifying it's true anyway dr ratcliffe uh played uh-huh. by john hannah of the mummy movies fame at least to me <laughs> i thought he looked familiar all right yeah. i could not pin him in anything i just assumed yeah. i recognized him from this yeah the mummy the mummy returns the third one i never saw you never he saw the also... third one no i you know what dude um this is how long I've had this DVD on my shelf. I <laughs> bought it when Blockbuster Video was closing. Never watched it. <laughs> oh, 
I saw it in theaters. Uh, well, I got real burned by seeing the Scorpion King in theaters. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Although, remember, when we finish this, we're going to watch all the Scorpion Kings. So That's true. I have them. I know. I got them for you. <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> also, he was in Four Weddings and the Funeral. This, that's a delightful movie. Oh, I've never <laughs> seen that one either. No, no aliens or robots or anything. So, okay, it's um, still delightful. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my wife and I watched it a couple weeks ago. It's definitely not up my alley. And I thought it was wonderful. It was just a very quaint, nice movie. <laughs> <laughs> the funeral was sad, but the four weddings were nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. All right. We need to move on. We've been talking about this part way too long. <laughs> well, you know, the eye surgery just really messed with things. So in that yeah. case, let's move on to um, the other thing I really wanted to talk about. Uh, the crazy maneuver that May does to get out <laughs> of the playground. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was cool. All right. And, and a, a plane of that size, like, all right, that, that takes some maneuvering. Um, but I, I feel like that's less crazy than what we see is the... Uh, the smaller plane that jumps off of it is, and I I can't remember the names. the The big plane is the bus. The smaller one is the zephyr. Yeah, I don't think it's the bus anymore. Yeah, because it blew up. But I don't know what the name of the new one is. Neither do I. Anyway, the big plane did a maneuver, and like whenever the small, whenever the zephyr like ejects from it, it like it like goes backwards. And then flips upside down. It does this like weird 180 with a twist. So we can fly away. Like if they're used to that, which I assume all of the shieldies are used to, uh, Mm -hmm. this is like nothing. True. This is a Zephyr and the little plane's just a Quinjet. Ah, okay. Got it. So the bus blew up and the new plane is the Zephyr. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, also, it's just May showing off. (laughs) <laughs> possibly killing everyone on the ground and everyone in the plane but true and yeah. she's still kind of healing up too right like it was two hours ago three hours ago when she was bedridden telling lincoln to stop giving her pain meds yep i mean she probably has pain meds now <laughs> true lincoln yeah. can be trusted that's i guess that's true yeah yeah. All right. Uh, I'm good to move on unless you have anything else from the beginning. Um, Only that Fitz and Simmons are very awkward and I don't understand why they're talking about their relationship in front of colleagues. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like they, they couldn't just walk somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I, yep. I mean, we, we've established how um, awkward they are, right? Like they've been, well, hell, this is closer to the end of season three. So we've seen them around and around each other a lot too. But um, there was an episode earlier in the season, like the first half where they, they watched the sunrise together. And I remember something about that being awkward. I don't remember what it was, but their conversation. And that was just the two of them together. Yeah. I don't know. They're just awkward people, which makes them very endearing. All right, moving on. <laughs> all right sounds good um all right so basically the rest of the episode a lot of this stuff is pretty self-contained so um other than at the end when things kind of come together so we'll be uh doing that for 
the majority of the rest of this. So uh, this next section is around Coulson, May, and Lincoln, who decide to go after Alicia Whitley, the inhuman who can clone herself, because uh, they think that she is going to be Hive's first target. Uh, by the time they get to her, it's too late. Hive was already there. After a short kerfuffle, the Shieldies kill the clones, not knowing if they're clones or the original. After regrouping, they find out that Hive might be at James's trailer, James being the original or the potential inhuman that we met a few weeks ago that had the, the Kree artifact and stuff. Uh, when they get to his trailer, they find the remains of Terragenesis, and the place blows up. Coulson uses his cool shield shield to save his and May's life. So, uh, Lincoln gets a murder vest. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Um, my note says, Lincoln's not happy about this, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why it didn't come out sooner? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is something you put on him the first time he shows up. <laughs> like, huh, you're annoying, but we ha- we know your name, so I think uh, you got to wear this vest now. Yep, right. yep. <laughs> um, May is not really happy about it, that he has to wear the vest. Um. I think May's more angry that she has to hold the trigger. That's true. Yeah, she had her whole line about that and telling Coulson that there's blood on his hands, too. Um, yeah. But, it, it, but I to mean, be fair, he did leave the hand with blood on the, on another planet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so he he's, his hands are clean now. Yeah. Hand. His right hand is left. His left hand is clean. Yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> But I mean, she she has a good point because she also says like, "Hey, what about you know Daisy?" And Coles is like, "No, we're not killing her. Lincoln can die, but not Daisy." Like, true. That is a huge mm-hmm. double standard that I wholeheartedly agree with. But though I still see why it's unfair. Yeah, exactly. And even Lincoln calls it out earlier too, like earlier when the the vest even comes out. So he's they they've got some points. Yeah, all right. I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you think Colson should do? Just like yes, kill Daisy, or everyone should be able to die, <laughs> or everyone I mean, should be able to die, or no one should be able to die. I mean, honestly, like Colson knows the stakes, right? He he saw yeah. what Daisy can do by herself, taking down the uh, you know their their whole shield base, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you know, if if they get to a point where if she's going to start killing a lot of people, then yeah, I mean, that's the tough call, but it's kind of the call that he needs to make, especially as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I mean, is this the part where May kind of calls him out saying f- that Phil isn't her father? <laughs> I I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. Or, oh, you're talking about Phil being... Uh, Daisy's father. Um, for yes. some reason, when you said that, I was thinking about Coulson being yeah May's father. Like no, all right. um, you know that, that's That'd a good point. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, hell, even Lincoln had a line before this too, saying like, "Oh, you want me to die, and then you can get Daisy back, and you all go back to being some weird happy family." Um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, at least they call it out that that's basically this weird family dynamic they've got going on. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that. I mean, it is very weird. <laughs> it It is. I mean, I, 
I, I kind of understand Coulson and Daisy. Like, their relationship is more mentor-mentee kind of thing. Like, that's how it started. And then it, it evolved into more feeling like family because of the situations they've been in. I don't know about the May part. May doesn't seem like a part of that family exactly in, in that sense. Well, she is she is the other mentor mentor to Daisy. So I guess yeah. True, she was the, I mean... the combat mentor once, you know, they found out Ward isn't uh, good for that anymore. Yeah. You know, with the whole evilness part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean don't 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 count him out just because he's evil. Come on. We see that made or that um Daisy doesn't. That's true. That that well in this episode. Last week that or two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have some good words. Um so yeah. So uh multiple women, she dies. And she obviously doesn't take it as badly as she did back in season or earlier in the season, right? When one of her died and she freaked out. Yeah, but earlier when uh, Lash was doing that, that was like, it was news to her that she was affected. Like, this is her her normal. Yeah. I think it's actually more because she's infected by Hive. So all the endorphins or whatever makes it less. Oh, okay. I just, I remember her in the finale of season two when she was, like, there was a bunch of her and... Like, the original, I thought, was pretty much fine whenever any of, of them would be killed, when the clones were were gone. Well, I thought it was, like, the beginning of the season when, yeah, when she was going up against Lash and she got killed and she kind of, like, went to a coma. <laughs> or, like, maybe not coma, but went to shock. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely messed up. But I, th- I had assumed that that was Lash's power. Like, that was him yeah. specifically being able to do that. Hmm. Okay. I thought it was just because she died. But maybe not, because maybe... Yeah, I don't know. Did we see her clones get killed in Season 2? That's a good question. I don't remember. I feel like they shot them, but I don't remember if that happened or not. Maybe they were just, like, beaten up. Or iced. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, all right. I guess we don't know. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Uh, guys. Yeah, I'm not sure if I have any more notes for this section. <laughs> all right. Um, I mean, the only other thing that I have is, um, you know, after regrouping, basically this this fight, this whole kerfuffle right there is, is a loss since both of the, the two um, <clears throat> clone lady clones are... Uh, are killed and they're like well so that's a loss for them because they that means they don't have the originals at all um also i guess actually this kind of matters um we don't know where she is but like the original is miles from these other two so i guess mm-hmm. it the distance doesn't really matter as far as her um controlling them yeah because i'm assuming the she, like she cloned herself and then went with hive like the original did so mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i wonder if there is a limit yeah, I guess we don't know where they are, but yeah, even they if might they're be the like same... two blocks away, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, okay, 
but still, hey, two blocks is like a noticeable difference of this. True. Than, like in the same room or the room over. Yeah. Right. How how big was the ship that the shieldies had? The the alt shieldies. Oh, in uh, in season two. Uh, I mean, it yeah. was a. It was like a standard battleship, I want to say. Those are I don't know big. how big a standard battleship is, but yeah, exactly. Like it, it holds a lot of people. It's it's got mm-hmm. some some uh, space from front to back. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. And she took over like a couple of floors, huh? Yeah, she did. Okay, yeah. So she, so she can make some distance with that. Right. So, uh, the, yeah. The only other thing that I want to bring up is after they regroup and. You know, Coulson apologizes to May for everything. So, you know, she she said some words. It got to him. So that's good. It's good as of a leader to know when you've done something wrong. You know, always, uh, always that kind of stuff. Um, and then they go to James's place and they find some Terragenesis remains. Uh, I really just wanted to call out Coulson's kick-ass shield shield. Like, it was Oh, cool. yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so I forgot we got to this part, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He pulls the same move as uh, in the Winter Soldier when the bombs were coming and Cap throws him and uh, Black Widow down in the hole and holds up the shield to cover himself. That's like the exact oh. same move. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They went into a hole, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hmm. Um, Do we see James's powers yet? Uh, we haven't talked about them. Um, okay. That's actually going to be All the right. next section that we talk about. So if, okay. if you want to hold off just a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Then in that case, do you have anything else? Uh, no. All right. Then let's, uh, let's move on to that thing you wanted to talk about. Uh, as a reminder okay. of what happens, Hive and Daisy get to know each other with a heart-to-heart talk. Then they go off and meet with James. He gets turned into a gambit and gives up hmm. uh, his other Kree artifact. Hive calls it the only thing that can destroy him. <laughs> I guess he just turned into a gambit. Oh, yeah, gambit, I... gambit uses like kinetic energy. This is just explodey energy. <laughs> I don't think there's a name for this energy. <laughs> Potential I'm energy. Get... Uh, gambit. I mean, maybe we get a name later, but either way, he touches a thing and it blows up. That's yeah, yeah that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Right, um, cool. I like how Hive's powers lets um, James control his powers. Yeah, the, I, w- I was wondering like where they were going to go with that. Um, like, did, are they going to have to wait a while for him to get used? To- oh, no, he just immediately knows. Like, Okay, I-, I guess that's a nice little quick plot device to save some time. Well, it's not, I mean, it is, but it's not just a plot device, in my opinion. I think it's a, um, it would suck, or it would suck to build an army, and then your army's out of control because they don't know how to use their weapons. It, like, instantly trains them. <laughs> that's true. You gotta, you gotta wait, like, a, a week or a month for everyone to get used to it. So, that's a good point. Yeah, it is a useful part of his power, is how he was designed. So, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also find out the reason they go to James is because he has the other part of the sphere thing, um, that is like the only thing that can kill, uh, Hive in his words, right? Yeah. Why do villains do this? 
or not only villains, Thor did it in Ragnarok. These two things together are the only thing that can destroy a me, be, the world, see, third thing. Let's bring them together. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've got nothing. Nothing smart, right? I mean... Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of uh, Thor, literally Thor Ragnarok. They've got the two things that can cause Ragnarok. Let's put them in the same room. Yeah. That was, that was the opening scene of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you put one in that safe room and the other one in a black hole. Or you leave one in your possession and leave the other buried under um, James's house where no one knows where it is. <laughs> except for James and leave it there. Or send it to Cleveland or something. Yeah, no one's going to Cleveland. It makes sense. Uh... <laughs> well, until Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, so Thor knew about... I'm trying to remember which... Uh, what was the gem that we saw in... Uh, or the Infinity Stone that we see in Thor 2? Uh... Oh, the Aether? Yeah, the Aether. What, which one was that again? That is the real, reality gem. Reality okay, stone. I... F- I mean, as far as he knows, well, I mean, at the time, it's it's still true. Um, the collector has it. I feel like they can just go to him, like, "Hey, collector, can I can I just use that really quickly? I need to do something to this thing over here. Um, change reality. Yeah, exactly. Change it to not the thing that it is. So there you go. Now this or, thing no longer exists in reality. I mean, you're also like a spacefaring race. You can send it to the middle of a black hole. Or that something works like that. also. Yeah. Give it to Doctor Strange and you can open a pocket dimension and throw it in there. Like how Loki was falling for a half an hour. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, yeah. uh, this is just hubris, I guess, right? They, they're just... Like, they can't see it ever actually happening. Now that they control it, they can't see themselves losing to the point where this thing will ever be into play. True. No, that's completely true. Yeah. But, and I was thinking even, about that specifically from Thor's perspective, but it also works here as you know, Hive. Like he's here. definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it works for uh, Voldemort. He uh-huh. <laughs> he's got one piece of his soul left. The snake. Let's keep the snake with me and fighting the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like. <laughs> Damn it, Voldemort. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the Emperor did it. <laughs> that's that true, the right? Return of the Jedi. We yeah. have no idea at this moment what happens in um, Rise of Skywalker. The Return of the Jedi, it's him, the ultimate battleship, and his apprentice all in one room that could blow up at any moment. That's true, yeah. Yeah, because um, as a reminder, I guess to everyone, this episode that we're recording comes out in February 10th, um, but today it's uh, November 26th for us, so we're actually really far ahead. Fun fact, today is Drinksgiving. Uh, for us, though, not for you. <laughs> Drinksgiving? Yep, that's what the internet is telling me. Today well, is I'm going to have to go to Total Wine after this Yeah, give myself go. a drink. Yeah. Like a soda or something. Oh yeah, yep. That's why I'm going to Total Wine. So when I first heard of uh, uh, Bevmo, I mean, same concept. Um, mm-hmm. It's where the like, oh, it's a, yeah. 
it's, it's, I, I heard like, oh, it's it's the it just has a bunch of drinks. Okay, that makes sense. And I just thought it was like I, I didn't think alcohol at all, like when I first heard about it. Which I guess to be fair, I didn't drink at the time, so that makes sense. But I thought it was like sodas and like different sodas around the world. I'm like, juices. how old were you? Uh, I was like 20, 20. Oh no, I was like twenty two. Oh God! Well, you were yeah. living in Utah though. No, Are I was you back. At Utah at the time? Then what no. the hell's wrong with you? I'm giving you excuses. <laughs> no, no, I was just stupid. Because, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, like I, I said, I didn't drink out. at the time, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Get away from the subject. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else to? To say about this because i mean we had the whole thing about hive and daisy chatting and honestly i don't really have anything to bring up there i mean no they have their whole heart to heart but eh. yeah i i don't care i mean hive calls her sky because he has wards memories which i guess is is i don't want to say important but like we've seen it already that he is the combination of all the people he's taken over so here's mm-hmm. wards memories um a couple weeks ago we saw the memories of uh, Malik's brother. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In that case, you good to move on? Yeah, I'm ready to move on. All right. Uh, well, in that case, since we're at a decent mid- midpoint, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. And uh, here's a word from our sponsor. Um, so, Tony, I don't know if you remember, um, but in this episode, we see Coulson use a shield shield. Uh, do you remember that? I do. It's almost like we just talked about it. Oh, good, good. I uh, I wasn't sure. Anyway, that was really sweet. Uh, which brings me to today's sponsor, LBS, which stands for Light-Based Shields. Uh, you can choose from hundreds of designs or submit your own and get a custom light-based shield created for you. Want a picture of a dog on it? No problem. How about a shield with the solar system printed on it? No problem either. What about a tie-dye design? There's like 30 to choose from. Go for it. Want one with the Shield logo? Too bad. Disney won't approve that. But the other things we mentioned are good. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get 50% off your first custom design. If your Shield isn't made of light, it's not from LBS. Okay. And thank you uh, to our sponsors at LBS. And let's uh, move on to the next thing. And so this is basically the entirety of uh, Fitzsimmons and Mac in this episode. <clears throat> Fitzsimmons and Mac is a TV show I watch too, like a sitcom. I I don't know if I would enjoy it as a sitcom. I, I I'm so used to seeing these characters in non sitcom ways, but you know I I like the the comedy effect of them in this show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what did what did Fitzsimmons and Mac do in this section? Uh, I they they do some stuff, but man, now I'm thinking about that sitcom. Anyway, let's I guess we'll talk about it. Fitzsimmons and Mac go on their own mission to find Holden Ratcliffe. Fitz is going to use some uh, Deathlock eyes to lure him out. At the club, Fitzsimmons treat this mission as their first date and immediately start talking about sex. The two get called into a room to prove they have good eye implants by implanting them into a stranger. Simmons realizes the eyes in the stranger aren't real and stabs them really hard. (laughs) The masked stranger turns out to be none other than Holden Ratcliffe who does not like that they're selling him stolen Deathlock eyes since they were a Hydra thing. Uh, 
he has them taken away, but that hive and the hive-minded inhumans attack. Uh, Daisy tells Fitz to stop looking for her or she'll break his neck. Hive talks to Simmons like Will, and then later up, they all meet up at the safe house. And Fitzsimmons continue their date. Yeah. <laughs> so, so mm-hmm. uh, Fitz is wearing these glasses where you touch a sign and he records it. The first thing I thought was uh, the 12th Doctor's sonic glasses. Because that's how he used his sonics, which I really, <laughs> oh, yeah. really hated when he had sonic glasses. <laughs> Why? Because it was so stupid. Twelfth Doctor is like my second favorite Doctor, but the <laughs> sonic glasses are just so stupid. <laughs> All right, okay. I'll, I'll, I gotta rewatch some of those episodes because I don't really remember the sonic glasses making a, a lot of play into it. But okay. Yeah, I especially remember um, the season, whatever the second season was, the premiere of it. He, it's like they're in the Middle Ages. Clara and Missy are looking for him, and he rolls out. Like in the Middle Ages, he appears on top of a World War II tank playing electric guitar with his sonic glasses. It's like, yep, this is peak uh, Stephen Moffat Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. That was, yeah, that was his his final season as the Doctor, if I remember. No, it wasn't. No, oh, because oh, you're that right. Was yeah, Clara it wasn't. and uh. Bill was the next season. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. Took me anyway. a while to like him. Yeah. Anyway, all right. I, uh... I did not like him first season, his first <laughs> season, but the second, third seasons are like two of my favorite seasons of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um I oh god, I don't I don't know where else to go with this. Um <laughs> so many so many notes of things that happen here. Um I like how Mac tells them that they have to go into this, you know, dress up nice, like nightclub feeling, not uh they can't take their lab coats with them. And <laughs> he says this to two people who are not wearing lab coats currently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know Mac had this prejudice against scientists that suddenly <laughs> appeared right then. Like, I, like, is he assuming that that's what they wear when they like when they dress up nice? That nice the to them is lab coats because we also don't even see them in lab coats most of the time. Only when they're in the lab. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Mac is just prejudiced against um. A, <laughs> against scientists and leans into scientist stereotypes it's not okay mac it's not okay i guess so man all right (laughs) Uh, um uh let's see what else so so we talked a while about transhumanism earlier yeah but i I do have one other note talking looking at the girl with her, her Touchscreen arm, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. That's probably the yeah. right phrase I'd use. I think my biggest fear, if I were to become a transhumanist, is I spend maybe thousands of dollars on this implant or whatever, and then it becomes out of date, and then you can't charge your eyes or something because you don't have the right USB anymore. Yeah, like that's that's one of the things that would suck. Like you have to, like you have to design for interchangeability, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. But then, like, where where do you stop? Like, like what you said, like the USB thing, right? Well, okay, you can, like, how long until this cool thing, like, works, 
like even like way way better than the eyes that you have now but you know usb changes right like we have usb c right now the the universal one that you can actually plug in upside down but um you know eventually that's gonna change again like that alone like just not not even just the connector too like other things like it can carry more of a charge than what usb 2 was capable to to carry like what if it's just that like the new version just needs more juice like you can still plug it in but it's not going to actually turn on yeah Yeah. i mean see i'll just keep with my human stuff won't be out of date for at least until after i'm dead (laughs) exactly this is um uh similar to the problem i'm having right now with my house like I want to get all this smart home stuff, but I keep thinking like, well, what if this happens? Or what if I decide I don't want to talk to it using this other stuff? Like, and like how interchangeable do I want it? Eh, never mind. I'm, I think I'm good. Um, m- you know, my aunt and uncle are pretty well off, right? I've talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they this is like ten, maybe maybe around ten years ago. They built their house. They um they designed it themselves built it up in uh, Loomis, which is outside of Sacramento. Um, and they have a big server room with a bunch of like DVD players because the concept back then is, oh, you don't have to change your DVDs because you've got like 12 10-disc players. You've got 120 DVDs in there. Well, they, I don't know why. Maybe they just didn't want to do it. They were too lazy, but it's too complicated for them. Um, when Blu-ray came out, they could not install a Blu-ray player in there because <laughs> they were not forward-thinking enough. So they just unplugged everything and hooked up a PS4 to their big, giant TV. <laughs> it's those uh. things like that that makes... It's, and it's way harder to reinstall eyes compared to reinstalling a Blu-ray player in your server room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Anyway. Um, um, do we, we want to talk about the test? Yeah, let's let's go into that. That's a that's a good next uh, next conversation topic. So, uh, I like how they they have to think about it. They have to like debate. Like, should should we actually do this? Should we like actually put these eyes into this random guy? Um, and Fitz had a line that said uh, he says that they've done more questionable things for their employer. Like sure. what? What, what have they done? Um, the eye, another the eye thing when the first season could have blown up the woman. Oh yeah, that's right. They they did uh, open those. Okay. Yeah, brain wiping technology, or not even brain wiping, but getting the the um getting the memories out of Von Strucker Jr. Oh yeah, bad. that was that that one was pretty bad. Yeah, and Fitz was a part of that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Oh, there was also the uh, the questionable bringing Daisy back to life or not thing with the uh, when they get the the stuff in season one that that brought Coulson back to life. Oh yeah, that's oh. true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pretty questionable. Yeah. All right. That that <clears throat> works for me. Okay. So, uh, although I do like how Simmons was more for doing this than Fitz, she was like, "Yeah, okay, I guess, I guess we'll do it." But Fitz was like, "All right." Well, because Fitz has actually done it, <clears throat> he understands like 
the impact it takes on you psychologically to do something that terrible. Oh, yeah, that's true. I th- okay. I think. Yeah. Um, do you know what my first clue was that they weren't going to try to implant the eye? Uh, they what? didn't even scrub up. Like as if they were doing a surgery. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, she was gonna. I mean, she was starting by applying the the anesthetic, right? To to numb the area. Like, would yeah would they want to scrub up after that? Or I'm not sure. I mean, it's right. usually the nurse or anesthesiologist who would do that. All right. So I don't know the protocol. All right. I guess we're also kind of splitting hairs, like. You're yeah. right. That that could have happened after they've scrubbed up too. Um. <laughs> so I get like when she stabbed in the eye, I just like curled away from my computer screen, just like oh, yeah. oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know it's fake, but they show it. It yep. made like a sound. Uh, it was it was the yeah. sound that got me. Yeah. Apparently he's got bird eyes, or at least yeah. bird membranes. That's was her clue. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I kind of have a question about these eyes, um, mm-hmm. or like a couple of questions. I guess the first question is related to eyes in general. Do we feel in our eyes like, like if I were stabbed with a needle, would I feel it? Well, I'll do something right now. No. Open your eye and touch your eye. Oh, no. <laughs> because you know you can feel it Ah, okay (laughs) that makes sense that makes sense all right um second related question to this um how how does she know that that like isn't like those eyes aren't set up to also give a the the nerves aren't in there yeah exactly see that i don't know (laughs) um and yeah, could you imagine if she was so confident and stabbed in the eye and he just starts screaming? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, we gotta, we gotta give him the anesthetic now and actually give him these eyes. Uh, you can just imagine it. On, you know, Fitzsimmons and Mac, the sitcom, stabs and goes, ah! And then Fitz is, ah! And Simmons is, ah! Yeah. Uh. And then the guards rush in really quickly because everyone's screaming and kills the yep. two of them. Yep. <laughs> and then it's just called And Mac. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess she was really lucky that she was right. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there, there was a lot, like, a lot of guessing there that she did. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um. Yeah. So then, then Ratcliffe gets up and and he knows, um, you know, hey, those are Hydra eyes, and in his mind, Hydra and Shield are the same thing, which, we... which is like the common. Exactly. Yeah, that's like we've heard a handful of people saying that. So like, okay, I I guess that's that's fair, of a of a mm-hmm. thought from him. Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah they then they're liars so they um he calls the guards or mm-hmm. well Anon that's what the woman's name is Anon original oh. cyberpunk name um <laughs> uh calls the guards and they're about to get taken away and then the Inhumans bust in 
Uh, my only note for this... Well, no, I have a couple notes. My first thing was Daisy pulls a Darth Vader on Fitz. <laughs> Pushing him against the wall. Yeah. Oh, yep. Pretty much, yeah. Use, you know, using an unseen force to choke him from far away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, that scene the- feels like it goes on for a very long time, and I feel like Fitz would have a more visceral reaction, especially after being suffocated and having brain damage from that. But That's true. Was she choking him the entire time, or was she just pushing him against the wall? Well, the way he reacts when he they release him is him catching his breath. So I thought he she was cutting off his um like his windpipe. Oh, okay. All right. Well that yeah, that that makes sense. That would be uh that would be a lot worse for him because of that traumati- traumatization. Yeah. Is that the right phrase? Right word? Being traumatized? No. Yeah. Traumatic yeah. event? Yeah. All right. I don't think traumatization is a word. Well, I think it should be. <laughs> okay. Uh Let's add that to the dictionary. Who do we who do we email about that? Um, I think his name's uh Mr. Webster. Okay. I'll see if I can find him on Twitter instead. We'll okay. we'll see if that works out. All right. Uh but in the meantime, uh yeah, I do like the, the different inhuman stuff as they kind of come in. So we've got her uh James shows up and like creates the distraction to get everyone else to run away. Luckily that's when Mac shows up. Um mm-hmm. I, I love that James is, is trying to choose a name. Like, <laughs> like he, he has to think of all these other ones. Was it Firestarter, I think, was one of them. Um, he didn't say Gambit, but I'm sure he wanted to, but it's already taken, so there's no point in yeah, using all, that one. Also, come on, uh, Fox was still a little iffy about them <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. But, um, I, I you know, ever since rewatching that episode in the first season where... Uh, it was like what episode three or four or something in the season where that guy gets a, a name and uh Coulson turns <laughs> oh, man who gave this guy a name it wasn't pyro because that's another x-men but i remember <laughs> i remember yeah. that yeah. um incidentally another fire character all right yep <laughs> oh. Oh. um and then uh simmons and hive meet and uh uh, he talks to her like he's Will, saying goodbye and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was interesting that both Hive and Daisy kind of had the same message to the people they were talking to. The, hey, yeah, we're friends, but we, we got to say goodbye. We're we're doing our own thing over here. So it is it is that whole Hive mind thing, that mentality. Yeah, it was very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, so this is something that I, I kind of skipped over earlier that I did want to bring up. Um but I, this is actually a good point. So Simmons right here, like, she knows it's not Will. She also knows it's not Ward. But, you know, still evil, bad guy. So you know, she kind of has that same mindset. Um, but earlier when Daisy and Hive were having their talk, uh, heart-to-heart talk, uh, Daisy was not treating him like like Ward, right? She was treating him like, hey, this completely other guy. Now, I know part of that is probably the the whole mind controlly stuff but mm-hmm. uh, i i it, i really like it when tv shows treat characters like they're intelligent like yes i know you're not actually this person you're this other person but you look like the same person so yeah. i i like that i'm glad that they they don't have like you know every episode it's no i i can't actually trust you oh i can't trust you you're this other person cool 
it's it it bothers me when I see that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like um, uh, did you watch Angel? I know you watched Buffy. Have you ever watched Angel? Yeah, I watched. I for some reason I didn't see the first season, but I saw everything after that. So I think you're the first season. I is not know great. what you're talking about? Yeah. Um. About well, no, my end. thing. No. Well, no, that isn't what I was thinking about at all. Although oh. that would be appropriate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking more like um, how they never take any character's intelligence seriously, as in. I bet if Angel just told people, yes, I'm a vampire, but I have a soul, people wouldn't be freaked out every time they saw him. People are, people are understanding a little bit. <laughs> I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Like but if you just right. went around talking to like normal humans who don't know that stuff exists. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you're right, the whole thing with Illyria and um, Fred at the end. Yeah. They keep seeing Fred, but it's obviously, it's not Fred, because Fred's dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I keep thinking of the Flash. Um cuz uh that one guy who turned out to be evil in the first season, like the actor mm-hmm. keeps showing up as a different version of that person from different like dimensions. Yeah. And, yeah. Like sometimes so it's many evil, Harrison sometimes Wells. he's not. Yeah, Harrison Wells. There you go. Like that one bothers me. Like no, he's a different guy. Come on. Yeah. But he's never a really nice guy, except for when he was an awkward, like drummer guy. I mean, he was just annoying, and he stayed around for way too long. Oh, I stopped anyway. before he left, which is uh, good, I guess, because you know he stuck around longer. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say here. I mean, we kind of talked about everything. Unless Tony, you have anything else about their first date and ending their their final date but Fitzsimmons I mean I mm, nope cool they have a date and then they I guess they have sex yeah I mean it's ABC we cut away but yeah 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 it depends on the show ABC kind of I don't know yeah that's yeah. true where's um Walter? what channel is Grey's Anatomy on is that ABC or is that something else that's ABC. I, okay because I feel like that one is nothing but sex <laughs> I never watched an episode. I don't know if that's true, but I, I feel like that's where that that show goes. For a while, my wa- my wife watched that show, and there is a lot of sex on it. I oh, mean, okay. there are other stuff. Okay, but technically, sex is anatomy, so it goes with the show. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Then I guess we'll move on to the uh, the next thing. And uh, let's talk about um, just kind of something. We, we skipped a little bit of this earlier. But uh, anyway, it turns out Malik actually gave them everything. And they have the information to take down, quote unquote, all of Hydra. Uh, Coulson and May watch. And it turns out to be successful. I do like and hate this at the same time. <laughs> where it's like, yeah, Hydra is like the shield. Um the main shield enemy and they kill them like it's like it's not a huge deal like they take a moment they acknowledge it but it's not like a season ender that i don't like it because i want to see a big battle between shield and hydra but Mm -hmm. i do like it because it shows how much more important hive is compared to what hydra was 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were kind of talking about this, you know, last week when I was like wondering where all these goons are coming from. Uh, it, you know, like it's uh, getting rid of Hydra is cool because they're just always around. Um, so this is a big blow to this organization and it'll mess with their chances of you know, getting embedded in some other large organization, like the ATCU or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or S.H.I.E.L.D. But, again. Uh, yeah, exactly. Which is entirely possible because it keeps growing in size. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm i glad. Um, but I have a question about this. Is this going to be on the news? Like, will this be known? No. That, that's I'm a sure big... this, is a, this is a Black Ops thing. But it's a it's a big thing. Like, that's... Like, I feel like like a politician would be talking about this right especially like president ellis and this is the atcu that's his thing like i feel like he would be like hey and uh so yesterday or two days ago uh we took down hydra yeah so here's all the information we'll we'll tell you for now and you know things are still ongoing but that that has to be uh become public knowledge right yeah it's a big political win yeah like, I, yeah, and then Hydra is a known thing, especially after, um, after Winter Soldier. Yeah. Hydra is a known mm-hmm. thing, so that they took down all of Hydra. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's got to be. I mean, we'll never see it. I think again, really brought up, but yeah, all right. Just just yeah, one of those sure. things. I just wanted to like kind of bring out that point that like within the rest of this world, this is happening, and how else. Are things perceived? So uh, that also kind of makes me wonder if uh, if they say, "Hey, we're Shield." Like when they talk to someone else, are they going to say, "Like, oh, cool, I guess you're good because Hydra is actually gone now"? Because I saw that on the news the other day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or I mean, not? I, maybe. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think of the movies. I mean, people do people still consider Winter Soldier part of Hydra? Because he's still out on the land right now. Uh, well, that's a good question. Who would those people be? Do they even know about the Winter Soldier? Yes, because they put the um, like the All Points Bulletin in Civil War. We'll talk about this in a couple weeks. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. Well, let's look out for that because I I guess I don't remember if they linked him to Hydra or not in that movie, but I guess we'll yeah, see. We'll, okay. we'll see. Yeah. All right. We're what two weeks away from that episode? All right. Yes. Okay. Um, well, in that case, let's move on to the final little tidbit of uh, the episode. Uh, Hive shows the Inhumans and Ratcliffe around their new town. Hive tells Ratcliffe that he wants him to continue what the Cree started when making the Inhumans. This is a huge jump from like implanted eyes to creating Inhumans. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I mean, Hive says that the humans are almost as advanced as the Kree were when they made him, which is interesting to me because we still don't have the whole interstellar uh, travel. But um, I I guess there's other stuff, too. But I guess maybe if he's only talking about genetics wise. Well, he might be more than that because he has all of Ward's knowledge. Um, So he may have knowledge of the stuff like or oh hydra might have knowledge of this too of the stuff that um marvell was working on in captain marvel 
of the spacefaring stuff and the hyperdrive and whatnot. Huh. You're thinking of other advanced technology humans have. True. Hmm. All right. I so I I felt like that conversation was mostly focusing on the genetic side of things, and I I don't know if if Ratcliffe is really the guy for this. That that's that's part that confused me because it's not a lot of technology stuff. Uh, he's like in the most what popular and knowledgeable transhumanist, but that doesn't mean he specializes in genetics. He obviously does. Um, God, I can't think of the word. Prosthetics. Prosthetics. <laughs> yeah, prosthetic. Yeah, there's surgery related. So he knows about the human body. So I, I guess there's that. So he has that, but, that part going for him. But. Yeah, I, but I agree with you. He's There's no way we see that it's genetics. I mean, yeah. robotics and technology, much more than that. Yeah, unless the inhuman stuff is robotic related, like nanobots or something involved with that. I mean, it, it could be, though it seems unlikely. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, maybe in future episodes we'll actually get some more info behind this. And maybe there's a better reason why uh, why Ratcliffe was chosen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We shall find out. Sounds good. Alright, Um. well, we're at an hour, so I guess we'll uh, close it up, Tony. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you want to rate how many prosthetic eyes do you rate this episode i would give this four prosthetic eyes i mean like two in the regular spot and like two right above it so you can see all around you i think that'd be the best way to do it um i do i mean i like almost all of this is um the transhumanism the the cool flying that may does um all the inhuman action I mean, I thought it was a pretty good episode. It's it's a lot of setup, which is and not a lot of payoff, which is like a lot of the reason I'm not getting it like five out of five. But it was a really de- decent episode. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna give the exact same reasons, but I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay. So yeah, so a couple of those things didn't draw me in as much. Um, you know, some of that, like exactly like you said, with the setup, but not as much payoff, and that that's kind of the main reason. That's it. All right. Well, with that, we ask you all out there to join us next time when we cover Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 19, Failed Experiments. So we'll see how Radcliffe's experiments go. And remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening to this right now. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 18, The Singularity, signing off. Have a marvelous day. I just want to have a robot NASCAR running on robot gas. And if that race gets a little too tedious, I can program a robot crash. I want to have a robot rifle so I can shoot at a robot game. I long for the singularity as long as everything stays pretty much the same. Beer. I long for the singularity as long as everything stays pretty much the same.